Hello, welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for you. I'm your host, Dave. Today we're going to talk about Matthew's chapter 11. Matthew's chapter 11. Well, hello, Pathwalkers. I'm so happy to be back on the air. I was sick. I had a medical issue that took me out. Been to the doctors. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Uh, my mom called my aunt, uh, Joni, in Oakland, California. My aunt, she told my mom how to get me better. And uh, bing, bang, boom, I'm back. I'm better. I feel a lot better. And I love you so much, Aunt Joni. Thank you so much. I love you and Uncle So and miss you guys a lot. And I dedicate this podcast to you, Aunt Joni, so I hope you like it. All right, before we get started, I'd like to say a little prayer. Lord, Father in heaven, please hear my prayer. Please help us to truly understand the word, to let the word live in our heart every day, to guide us, to comfort us, to redirect us, and to conform us into your son's image. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer is the foundation of your Christian walk. Prayer is the foundation of a Christian walk. You must pray. If you don't pray and talk with God, you're you're never going to fully achieve uh, maturity in in the walk. Okay, so now let's go ahead and dive into the Bible. We're in Matthew 11, verse 1. And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to Jesus, Are you he, or should we look for an- is, are you he that should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered them and said to them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. The blessed is he, whoever shall not be offended in me, Jesus. So that has a reference to Isaiah chapter 35. And when we go to uh, Isaiah chapter 35, verse 5, it says, The eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. So what he's saying is he's fulfilling prophecy. He's fulfilling prophecy. But, you know, John baptized Jesus. He's seen the heavens open up. He's seen the Spirit of God descending like a dove on Jesus. So he's seen Jesus' divinity. He's seen Jesus as the Son of God. But still, yeah, when he was locked up in prison and he started doubting, you let doubt in your life, then he, lost, he took his eyes off Jesus, and then he was like, is this really the Son of God? Is this the person that we wait for another? And then he started hearing about all these miracles and things that Jesus was doing. So then he sends two dudes over there to find out what's going on. And then Jesus finds, uh, talks to those guys and says, hey, look, tell John I'm out here fulfilling prophecy. I'm doing everything that they said would happen. And so they go, and they leave Jesus. And as they depart, Jesus begins to say to the multitudes concerning John. So now after those guys left, he turns to the crowd and he says, What did you went out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaking in the wind? A person that has an opinion that sways like the wind. You know, his opinion changes all the time. He's never, never static on one thing. But what you went out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Or closing. Behold, 
They that wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. Now, see, back in the day, in the ancient times, they had prophets, prophets were all over the place. And the, some of them were of God, some of them was of Baal, some of them was uh, of other gods. But these prophets would sell their service to kings. And the kings had these prophets that he would pay for good prophecies for their kingdom. And that's what he's talking about, those guys. Those guys that would sell prophecy for uh, money. But what went you out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For he is, for this is he whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your faith, which shall prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among them that are born of women, they're not there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So what he's saying is, let's see, let me look back up. He says, yeah. So what did you go out to see? You went out to see a prophet, and you did see a prophet, but I say you saw more than a prophet. For he was written about in the past, saying that he will go before the messenger to prepare his way, to make his path straight. But truly I say to you, among them that are born of women, there has not been raised a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. So if you make, your, if you make it into the kingdom of heaven, being a child of God, you're greater than John the Baptist. Because you believed, you have understanding, you believe in God's divinity. And from that days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violence shall take it by force. That's the people, the naysayers of Christianity, the people that talk bad about Christianity, the people that try to close our churches, the people that try to take the Bibles out of your hand, the people that try to... All this, this is nothing new. What the Democrats and the left are trying to do by removing religion from our society, taking the Bible out of the schools, taking prayer out of schools, attacking the Bible, attacking the churches. California is right now viciously attacking churches to keep them locked up and closed so the word of God can't be preached to these people. This violence is happening now, now. For all the prophets and the law prophesies until John. And if you will receive it, this is Elijah, for which was to come. He's saying that the prophets and the law prophesies about John, because it said Elijah will return. And then it, uh, there's a reference to Malachi, I think. Let's flip over to Malachi. Malachi 4, 5, if I can get this right. Behold, I send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So he's saying that, you know, this guy, John the Baptist, is the fulfillment of Scripture too, a prophecy. So Jesus said that he was a fulfilling Scripture, but he also said that John the Baptist was out there fulfilling Scripture also because he was preparing the way of the Lord. And it was spoken about, and he's the Elijah to come. He that has an ear, let him hear. He's saying if you can read that and you can understand that, hear it, read it, understand it. But what unto shall I liken this? Then he breaks off into something else. And he starts talking about 
the way these people are. You know, the people that he's talking to said, but what, where to shall I liken this generation? It is like the children sitting in the marketplace calling to their fellow children, the other children, and saying, we have piped to you and you have not danced. We have mourned to you and you have not lamented. Okay, what he's talking about there is, back, you, you've all played the game Simon Says. Simon Says, jump. Everybody jumps. Simon Says this, you do that. Okay, in ancient times, there was a game like Simon Says. The children would pretend to play a flute and the other children would dance. Or the children would sing a sad song and the other children would play like they're crying. That's what he's talking about. He said, you're out there just, you're, you're a spoiled brat. For John came neither drinking, John came neither eating nor drinking, but that, neither eating or drinking, they said that he has a devil in him. So when John the Baptist showed up on scene, neither eating nor drinking, they said he was the devil. God, they're always throwing accusations out, just like they do to Trump. They're always calling Trump a xenophobe or a, a racist or, or whatever. You know, just because you say it out loud doesn't make it true. You call John the Baptist, which is Elijah, which is prophesied. You call, they called him the devil. Hey, nowhere here near the devil. But the people that were calling him the devil, those are the ones that are in bed with the devil. Just like the uh, Democrats. They keep screaming, Russia collusion, Russia collusion. But those are the guys that were in bed with the Russians. Those are the ones that bought the steel dossier from the Russians. All, all that's, you know, they're so tied in with the Russians, they, they, all they see is red. Uh, where is that? So, verse 19, the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they said, Behold, a man gluttonous and a drunk, a friend of uh, tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. But wisdom is justified by her children. See, the wisdom of God, Jewish people believe that wisdom is how God created everything. But Christ is saying that he is wisdom. He is the one that is created. Everything is created by him. This is that, but by wisdom is he justified of her children. See, the, the Jewish, ancient Jewish people could, took wisdom and said, wisdom is the one that God uses to create the world. Wisdom is the one that God uses to create the earth, the ground. And Jesus said, I am the wisdom. 20. They began, uh, then he began to reproach the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. So he started saying, you know, man, these cities are not worth anything because I've done everything I can in these cities. And then he's going to start explaining it. Woe to you, Chorazon. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works, the miracles which were done in you, had been done in Tyre or Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. He's saying they would have caught the message. They would understand they would have turned and repented, but you guys are stupid and you didn't. But I say to you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. See, the day of judgment's coming, the day of reckoning. We all got to stand before uh, God or Jesus. And uh, for our day of uh, judgment. And he's saying it's going to be better off for those guys. 
than it is for you. Because this generation, Corazon and Beth Zeta, those guys are, I mean, God was producing miracles. He was making people see. He was, he, the deaf would hear, the lame would walk, the lepers were cleaned. He was doing all this. He's fulfilling scripture. And you got to remember these places, they all talked about the five books of the Bible. They all knew that somebody was coming, somebody was going to do that. But what they didn't understand is they thought he was going to come as a conquering king. They didn't know he was going to come as a servant. And that blew their whole mind. They couldn't understand it, couldn't wrap their mind around it. And you, Carpartium, which are excellent, exalted to heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For the miracles which had been done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have re remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. So you could tell, you know, he, he's done everything he can. He's telling them, man, come on. I mean, a living God is standing here right before you, telling you everything you need to do, but still yet they have hardened their hearts towards the Lord God and don't want anything to do with them. There's people like that in our society today. 25, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, O Father, Lord in heaven and earth. Because you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seems good in your sight. It's good to keep that hidden from the, the, the wicked people. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knows the Son but the Father. Neither know any man the Father Save the son. He said, no man knows the Father, God, except Jesus. And he to whomever the Son will reveal him. See, we find out who the Father is through Jesus. He to whomever the Son will reveal him. Come to me, all you that are labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's saying, turn from your life. All that garbage that you put in your life, you know, all that, all that waste and crap you put in your life, get rid of it. Get that load off of your back. You know, your desires, your addictions, whatever it may be, you're heavy, you're heavy and laden. And he will give you rest. Take upon my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of him. Read the Bible. Learn who Jesus is, what he expects you. For I am meek, which means gentle. For I am gentle, and I am lowly in heart. And you shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So if you're struggling with the terrible life, you know, he's telling you right here, take upon my yoke, it is easy, and my burden it is light. I'm going to, I'm going to, that's the last part, that's the last verse, but I'm going to talk about my life right now. When I lived my life as a lost person, my life was sheer crap. I mean, it was, it was, it was tough. It was hard. Everything I had to do, I had to do it. Everything was left up to me. I did it all. I had to, I had to do everything. It was all left up to me. And it was, it was a terrible life. I hated my life. I looked for death. I didn't want to go grow old. I wanted to die at 40. Well, I'm 47, so I missed that by seven years. 
But I wanted to die at 40. I wanted to get this life over. I, just, I was done with this life. I didn't want no part of it no more because it was so crappy. It was so terrible. It was, it was my life that I made for myself. I was a drunk, an alcoholic, and a drug addict. And I, I used people. And I was mean to people. And I didn't care about people. I cared about myself. I was number one. I cared. I took care of Dave. Dave was the main thing. He didn't care about nobody else and nobody else's feelings. My life was crap. It was only till I realized that there was something wrong with my life. And that was because of God. Not me, God. I didn't wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'm going to start worshiping an invisible God. Or, you know what? I think I'm just going to start reading my Bible. No, no, no. Even to this day, I'm still kicking and screaming. See, when you come to Christ, you're going to change. It's you're eventually going. To, there's going to be a, a, a point where you're going to change. Your old life is going to start dying away, and your new life is going to start to emerge. And the things in your new life, be very careful what you put into it. Guard it, your new life, with the utmost respect because Christ gave it to you. Don't take the new life that Christ gave to you and, and trash it and disfigure it and mar it. Sure, God will forgive you and straighten it up, but had the decency and the love to keep it clean. You know, when when I came to Christ, when you know, I didn't come to Christ. God came to me. God put the seed of faith into my heart to have a relationship with Him. God, people don't just wake up and look out and search God. No, God searches and then He calls you personally. Whatever he, the thing that he put in my life to call me back to him, I am so grateful for that. But still yet, I'm, I'm flawed. I'm still kicking. I'm still going kicking and screaming. But when you come to Christ, you're going to change. It's going to be a transformation either way. It's kind of like if I threw you in the water and there was a giant whirlpool, you can fight and swim away from the whirlpool all you want, but eventually... You're going to get tired, and the whirlpool is going to take you in, right? Okay, that, that's Christianity. Water is the Christianity. Christ is the whirlpool drawing you in. You're swimming away from Christianity. You can swim all you want, but eventually one day you're going to lose strength, and then you're going to slip into the water, into the hole where Christ wants you to be, where he needs you to be, you know, if you stop swimming now and just let the pool, just let it pull you down into the center, then you could be with Christ. Don't try to fight it and try to swim away from it like I do, because that's what I do. I try to fight it every day. I try to swim away from it every day, you know, but it's more overpowering than me. His ability to change me is more overpowering than my ability to swim away from him. And so now that my life, I look back in my life, God has taken things out of my life. I am so happy, so happy to have God take things out of my life. It's, I'm just so happy for that. I, I, I pray that he takes things out of my life. Because I did nothing but put garbage, crap, filth, disgusting, negative, vile, sick, repulsive, disgusting things in my head. That's what I put in my head. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. All that, the sick and disgusting, perverted crap, uh, any type of negative. Yeah, it was in my head because I live like American without God. And there's a lot of them out there like that today, and they won't admit it. You ask them, are they a good person? Oh, yeah, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. 
I tell you, there's not one good person out there. We're not capable of producing good. The only thing that good comes from us when we do good is we allow ourselves to align with God. And when we align our mind, our attitude, our belief, our whole being with God, then good can flow from us. Good doesn't come from us naturally. We're incapable of producing good. Incapable. That's why when they said, uh, good master, and Jesus said, why do you call me good? There's only one that's good, and that is God. Good comes from God. Being good comes from being aligned with God. If you're cheating on your wife, if you're stealing at the store, if you're breaking into people's houses, if you're talking bad about other co-workers, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. Because if I sit there and slander somebody, and I get in my car and I die, then I got that on me, right? And then I stand at the test of fires, and I got that on me. I could lose. I could lose something because of that. So always live in the right. Always do the right. Be right. Do right. Live right. And see, in our today's society, we live in a society with no love and no forgiveness. They call Donald Trump all kind of terrible, wicked, evil names. But one day, those people are going to stand before God, and they're going to be looking for forgiveness and love, and they'll never find it because they never gave it in their life. So remember that, you know. Give out love and have forgiveness in your heart. And love everybody. I love you guys. That's why I'm doing this. You know, one day we're all going to stand in heaven. And one day I'll see all your faces. And one day I will smile, cry with happiness and tears of joy. Because I know that you believed. And you believed in your heart. And that's what saved you, your belief. Not me telling you all this, but you believed in God. You believed in Jesus. You was willing to shed your life and become a Christian and walk with Jesus Christ. Because if you don't, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell. And however you died... That's how you're going to have eternity. So if you was maimed in a car wreck, you're going to be maimed in the afterlife. If you lost limbs or a shark got you, you're going to live maimed and disfigured for eternity. But if you come to Christ, turn and repent, and turn from your wicked, evil, sinful ways and envelop Christ in your life, then you'll have joy, freedom, understanding, and repentance in your heart. And then one day, when you see Christ's face, you'll have rejoice and tears of joy. Because he'll say to you, you did well. You done well. You ran the good race. You did okay. You come on in. Welcome home. That's, that's what we're trying to shoot for. So be good to one another. Love each other. Share the word of God with each other. Share the podcast with somebody. You don't have to... Uh, say my name or mention me at all. Just tell somebody about the podcast. It's not my message that I'm trying to get across to you. It's not my message. It's Christ which died on the cross, his death, resurrection, and ascension to heaven. That's 
that's our our ticket to heaven, not what we can do. Not a, there's never going to be a list that you can check off. There's never going to be things that you can go down a list and check off and find salvation that way. Salvation doesn't come from you. Salvation comes from the Lord Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. I got a little winded and it brought a little tear to my eye. But I just want to share that with you because I love every single one of you. And one day I hope that we can see each other and sit down and have a a nice meal. Okay, I'd like to go ahead and do the prayer of salvation. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross today. You died on the cross for my sins. God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart to take control of my life. To be my Lord and Savior, I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Remember, come to Jesus with a repentative heart. A repentative heart means to turn away from or to feel sorry for. Okay, so I think that's it. I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Again, 6.30 Sunday night. And again, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. If you do come, would you put it in the comments section at your front podcast? Okay, I'm asking if you'd like to donate to the church, SouthHeightsBaptistChurch.com. There's now a donate link in the website, GodsPathwayToLife.Faith. There's a clickable link in the detailed description box for this podcast. Check out the detailed description box for all links and the email information. Okay, that's all I have for you today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we are all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.